so this episode is going to be the first episode in season two. Oh, yeah, I have some questions. All right, I'm ready. Launch into it, baby. I always have questions, but the first one is just, it's just something I've been thinking about lately, and I feel like I've changed my mind. And we've kind of talked about it before, but what do you think about quiet quitting? (laughs) Oh, how timely. (laughs) Yeah, like it's, it's all over the internet. Do you want to define it first? Yeah, the way I understand it is it's like, kind of like, why do you great when good enough will do sort of mentality at your job? Just do enough to get like, or, or it's like, do enough to what you think you're getting paid for sort of thing. Right? Right. Is that right? Yeah, I would agree. Sometimes I feel like it's doing the bare mini. The bare mini. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But not really because you are doing, yeah, well, maybe because you're like doing just enough yeah. to go under uh, the radar like to not get fired yeah yeah <laughs> i think i think that's what it means okay that but, feels like a really a pretty gen z thing to do but what do you think about it i think it's been drummed into us at least like in my family history and such that you should always exceed expectations so you should try to do your best and go above and beyond if you really care about your work. But I can see why this idea is becoming a thing because why work hard if you're not going to get rewarded? Because nowadays no one's getting paid. No one, it's hard to get a raise and companies don't want to pay you more. So you don't know. I I don't know. What do you think about it? I don't think, well, okay. I think, for me, doing a good job is good for my self-esteem. Like, no matter what I'm doing, I like to do a good job. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, I feel shitty. Um, yeah. So I, that, that there's that. But I also understand, I think it depends where you're working and who you're working for and what you're getting paid. Because I, I understand the feeling. Like, I've worked at places where you're so un- underappreciated and you are doing a good job and you're not getting the recognition. And I understand that feeling. But... I've always still for myself wanted to do a good job, you know? So I don't know if it's just like a generation thing or what, but something about it sends off red flags of like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't like it. Like I can't, first of all, I can't do it because my work, I'm the same as you. I want to do a good job and it makes me feel confident and engaged and, like I'm growing and I always want to be getting better. Yeah. So the idea of just slacking off and not caring, I I don't know if I could spend 40 hours a week not caring about what I'm doing. Yeah, like I feel like that would not be good for your psyche, but I also understand, I get it. If you hate your job that much, maybe it's time for yeah maybe you you, (laughs) instead of quiet quitting how about you just get another job (laughs) 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 right yeah because i feel like it can't be good for your self-worth or your self-esteem if you're just half-assing your job all day i don't know well and maybe maybe you're not in the right job like not only should you maybe not work for that particular company but maybe you're you need to find your passion 
Yeah, but I mean, I but guess... I guess not everyone's day job is their passion. Yeah, I know. I get it. There's like, I think it's circumstantial. But for me, it, it just sort of raised alarms because I'm like, I don't know. I, I've never been able to do that. And I never would do that. I don't think I, or I couldn't. I, I also know. think that hard work isn't inherently a capitalist value. Like, no, it's, it's good for you. Right? Like, yeah. hard. if we, we have to be here for like, I don't know, 80 to 100 years in general, and you have to work to survive in most cases. Yeah. Even people who, who can afford to not work often do because it gives you a purpose. I feel like this young generation or growing up with um, iPhones and the internet too, I just feel like their dopamine receptors are fucked like from such a young age that they need constant pleasure or something, you know, maybe that. Yeah. Too. It does seem like hard work and discipline and things like that are um, not really held up as. No, they're values. frowned upon now and I don't <laughs> yeah. understand it. It's like, what? <laughs> What do you stand for then? What do you want to do? Nothing? You want to just sit on your phone all day and scroll through content? Like watch TV? Like what do you want to do with your life? You have to keep busy somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I was just been thinking about it because at first I was like, oh, yeah, awesome, right? And I remember my dad calming me down when I was in university. And he said, he's like, Janet, like D's still get your degree. But that was because I was like an anxious, psychotic perfectionist, like mess. And I needed to hear that to calm me down. But at first I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. But after a while, I was like, actually, I don't know. <laughs> actually, I think that, that's a horrible way to live. <laughs> it doesn't even, feel good. Like even if your boss sucks, because your boss will fucking suck probably. And your job sucks. You still, I feel like for your own self-worth, should give whatever you're doing 100%, you know? Yeah, I but, agree with you in these young kids these days so another thing i was thinking about okay so say you're dying i don't know so you have like a year to live but you have cancer and you're in a lot of pain and you're dying would you choose to be on morphine and relieve your pain but be like checked out of your last year on life or would you suffer the pain but be present in your life by being present in your life you mean like doing things and well just not drugged up you're not on drugs so you're like aware and you're present but you're also in excruciating pain or would you choose the morphine and feel good but you're totally checked out like you can't really you know you don't make sense so like what I, would you do so you can you either have all the drugs or no drugs at all i know because i was like oh maybe i'd choose the middle path but this actually happened to a friend of a friend recently and so it got me thinking about it because i'm like because they chose to not take the morphine and spend their last days or however long, like in pain. And I was like, fuck, man, like, that's pretty. What would you do? Because morphine's fucking really, fun. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> hard question to answer. Because I know. How much pain? Like, I have a pretty high pain threshold. It really depends on how debilitating the pain is. And I do feel like it would have to be all or nothing because you would have withdrawals if you were doing both. Because like, at first I was like, maybe I'd yeah. do both. But then you'd add withdrawals on top of your pain. And it's like, oh, yeah, right? Fuck. I mean, I guess if you just took like a tiny dose that was enough to sort of make the pain 
not as bad, but you're still coherent. Yeah. My what if you inst- couldn't do that? My first instinct when you asked the question was to choose to be in pain so that I could experience everything that I needed to experience before I left the world. I know, but experiencing the world in pain fucking sucks. Like you're so distracted, right? You're just like, uh. So I know, but like, let's fuck. say you really wanted to travel somewhere and you were in pain, but you got to see this thing that you in person that you always wanted to experience. Yeah, I know. I and think it, I yeah. I think I would just go for the pain because life is pretty fucking painful anyway. And I feel like you might get used to it right like you yeah i don't know but i know that's what i was thinking too even though my first instinct was like fuck like have you ever been on morphine it's it's pretty (laughs) no oh my god (laughs) it's so fun but so immediately i was like oh yeah but then i was like wait actually no because you want to be present for the people around you and experiencing them and talking with them and um, and just like tying up loose ends you know yeah so yeah if you could do both I guess, but yeah, pretty like what if you you could be present, but smoke a little bit of weed, (laughs) obviously. But yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. But the nihilist in me, which was like right away, I was like, yeah, morphine, but I'm not really a nihilist anymore. So you're not. (sighs) Nope. When did that change? When I had that acid epiphany oh right (laughs) yeah which actually okay it kind of leads me to um oh i have two other juicy ones but that one kind of like when i had that epiphany it was like so deep but part of it was like i figured out the meaning of life remember and so i just wanted to ask you (laughs) what what do you see as the meaning of life Okay, wait, do you think there is a meaning to life? I don't know if there is. I think that because human beings tell stories to themselves and create, like we're really creative, we want to make up a reason to give meaning to all of this shit we're doing. Mm -hmm. But if you think about any other life form on this planet, their lives don't have meaning. Yeah, like I, I don't think there's so. Why are we different to life? But like, do you? But I think we can create our own meaning. I guess I'm like, and I think we have to. Yeah. So, like, what is your like life philosophy? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, what gives you meaning? I guess, like, because you're not religious. Are you spiritual? Not really. A little. Yeah. I would say I believe that the meaning of life is to become the best version of yourself and like self-actualization and to love people. Good one. I wrote out like this tree of like after that epiphany of like, uh, okay, this is what I figured out. Because, yeah, life doesn't have meaning. I've never, I've always been a nihilist. For a little bit when Avery was born, I wasn't. But then I've always just been like this, like, fuck it kind of person. Like, I don't care. I didn't take anything seriously. And then I was like, I don't want to live like that anymore. So I had to figure out the meaning of life. And I did. And I think 
that. Can you tell the listeners what it was? Oh, what was? Your epiphany. Oh my God, it was so complex. Like there's so many aspects to it. Yeah, but what what did you decide is the meaning of life? Because they're not going to know. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. Oh. She <laughs> um, <laughs> just interrupted. Oh man, I'm so stoned. Okay, go. Okay. Um, okay, so we are like, uh, humans are like a social creature. So we're like, I was thinking like, oh, we're like ants or bees are kind of like, we have to, we work together and we're, we're like a hive kind of, right? And so I feel like each of us is born, we're all so different, like completely different. Not like we're snowflakes, none of us are the same. And so I feel like our meaning in life is to do what you were put here to do. You need to look at yourself and get to know yourself and figure out, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And you need to lean into that and do what you're good at, what you're put here to do, basically. And if you fight against that, I feel like you'll be miserable and your life will have no meaning and da 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 da. And you don't get to choose, like, unfortunately. Like, even what I think I was put here to do, it's not really, I'm not that happy about it, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, because I am, I'm really good at making people feel good. Like, I'm good at reading people. I'm good at sensing people. I feel people. And I'm, I feel like I'm really good at, and that makes me feel good. Like when I can make other people feel good, I feel good. So I feel like that's my role. That's my, that's what I was put here to do. Cause that's, I'm just naturally, that's just what I'm good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it kind of sucks for me because, <laughs> but still, I'm like, that's, that's just, <laughs> so once I realized that I was like, that was kind of like my epiphany. I was like, oh my God, like I've been fighting against that. Um, so basically what you're saying is you're the court jester. Yeah, like I'm able to, like say I meet someone, I'm able to feel kind of like smog the dragon. I can tell where their weak spots are. I can tell what they're insecure about. I can tell what why they're hurting, what they're hurting about. Like I can feel that. So I have the ability to use that for bad if I want to. I never have, but I I can. Like I could destroy people if I wanted to with my words. Cause I know, but I also have the, luckily I'm in me, I want to use it for good. And I have the ability to just like put people at ease or make them feel good or make them comfortable. Or like, I'm just like, I'm a helper, I guess, sort of, but I'm also an introvert. So I need extreme boundaries around that. Like I, like I love people and I want to help them, but I don't want to be around them. So what, what do you think? <laughs> I know it's like fucked, right? It sucks. <laughs> I know it's just like it sucks it kind of does suck that's what I mean I was kind of like oh fuck okay so like what because you know yourself by now we're like we're middle-aged what do you think your role in like the beehive is I think I'm here to remind people of what's important oh yes you're like the sage you're kind of a yeah. gesture too I bet I'm definitely I'm a li- I definitely love making people laugh feel good i like making them laugh and feel i like to have fun and i try to make everything in my life fun and that's important to me yeah but i also am always trying to get people to access their wisdom and the deeper things in life that most of like i'm always reminding people that most of this is silly yeah, you're kind of like a coach, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. So anyways, that was kind of like a piece of my epiphany, but it helped me pull myself out of this nihilistic attitude I've had my whole life. Or I really do think that human beings need meaning. It's part of our survival. Yeah, no, for sure. And otherwise we seek it probably through addictions or things like that. Yeah. Or that's part of nihilism, you know? Well, that's kind of like more about destruction. Yeah, but I, I think you're more prone to destruct something you don't care about. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, see any meaning to it. Like, I kind of felt like that. It's It's kind of like the idea that you could choose to look at everything like it's a wonderful miracle or you could choose to look at everything like it's shit and it doesn't matter which one are you going to choose like which one is going to make you make it easier to get through this life yeah it's not that i thought things were shit i just knew that none of this would matters and i was going to die soon and like be a speck like we're a speck in this huge vast universe so it's just like what's the point i might as well just like pleasure like live you know kind of hedonistic sort of like who cares attitude but then i was like no like you gotta like make your own meaning and i feel like if you do what you're good at and what you're meant to do sort of we're also different we all have our own purpose and some people are meant to do bad probably but I'm not. I've definitely met met some of those people. <laughs> yeah, like Hitler, you know. Yeah. But it's also good to like know your shadow side. And I feel like I, I've embraced it and I know. I think something to note here is that you might have been put here for a certain purpose, but you still have the choice to go against it and Yeah, but I think you'd be, you'd be miserable if you did. But I'm just saying like, what if Hitler had been, was supposed to be a good person, but then it went wrong and he chose bad? Yeah, maybe. But I do think, I think like there are bad people like that are just bad. Why do they exist? I don't know. I, but there's also misguided people. I don't know which one Hitler was, but I, I, why? Can you have good without evil? I mean... See, I, w I was going to, I wrote down some questions to ask you too. And I, one of them was, do you believe in fate? And I'm just going to bring that up now because it's related. And it's like, you're kind of saying like, we're all fated to have this particular path or journey or purpose. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a determinist, like a hundred percent. I don't, we don't have any free will. It's proven scientifically, which do you want to hear my theory of the universe? I brought it up to my dad. Last oh my God. What did he say? <laughs> well, he's like, well, nobody knows. And I'm like, I know we don't know, but this is just like my intuition because, okay, we don't have free will. So everything's determined. So what I think, because it looks like one of the possible theories is, you know, we had the big bang and the universe expanding and we're on the like out, but eventually everything's going to go the opposite and get eaten up by black holes. So I think eventually everything will go back to the singularity and then big bang again and everything will happen the exact same over and over and over and over and over for eternity, which is actually kind of comforting because it means what we're doing this life right now, we're going to keep doing it over and over. 
but Whoa. I don't know. It's just a theory. I know. <laughs> it's just what I have as my intuition right now, but who knows what they'll discover in our lifetime. It's so exciting. You know, that's really interesting because I was also going to ask you if you think that you existed before this life. And if that theory is true, then yes, you did. And this is yeah. probably the 20th time you've done this. How do you know 20? I'm just guessing like a random <laughs> number. Like this could That's be the, the hundredth time. Know. Yeah. But, like we're talking like quadrillions of year. Like, you know what I mean? Like this whole process takes so long, but yeah, I find it really comforting. Yeah, it's a pretty cool theory. Because in my head, I'm like, you better make this good because you're going to be doing it over and over and over. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'll get to see my mom again. And it's like, yeah, I like Oh, it. but it's, it's also like, no, it's also like you've already done it. So yeah, it maybe it's already decided. Yeah, it is. But still, I know. But it, it's also science. So you can't viable. do anything wrong. Well, you can't do anything. You have no free will, really. So, you know how people are always worried of, about making mistakes or making messing things up, and it's like, no, you can't. Yeah, I know. You actually can't. You don't have any control. I know. Isn't that such a free? So you can't. You can't blame yourself because you didn't. It. You didn't make it happen anyway. Yeah, it's not your fault. I know. I think it's great. But I, that's not why I think it. it. It is a scientifically like viable. I mean, there's nobody knows. My dad's right. Like, we don't know. We don't know what was before the Big Bang. We don't know anything like we know very little, but it's it's viable. I think it's called the Big Bounce Theory. And my intuition so far, just from, from what I know. I mean, I have pretty good intuition. <laughs> OK, I have another one that's really good. All right. Okay, so say they create an AI that's like literally like just like a human, like everything about them is the same. And there's like the perfect dude you meet, <laughs> but he's an AI, <laughs> but he's like, you couldn't tell, still like has a personality and everything. Would you, would you date an AI? What is he made out of? No, he looks just like a human, like everything, but he's actually... A robot but you can't tell at all like nothing about like would you still <laughs> would you I, still I, date him i don't know like could you fall in love even... with an ai i'm sure you could wasn't there a movie about that yeah what her phoenix but that was even just a voice i think Jeez. but do you think you personally could fall in love with the ai probably yeah because i feel like if it looked like uh, your our brains are so you know visual like we're that's our main sense that we'd probably just almost forget and kind of like and dude imagine you could unplug your boyfriend <laughs> 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 you're like you're pissing me off <laughs> power down <laughs> but at the same time as a truth seeker something about it I right that whole concept just terrifies me first of all yeah uh, be around for like it. ai is so scary to me but i think if that were to happen it would have been a long process to get to that point so yeah. by the time that you yeah we were interacting with another ai you were probably ai too 
Like, what if the human race just continues as robots? Isn't that a theory, too? That we're all going to turn into robots and the robots will survive and we will die off like dinosaurs. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The, yeah, the AI thing blows my mind. But I, I mean, in our lifetime, I don't think we're going to see too much of it. But down the road, I mean. I think social media is the first step. Like we're living in this metaverse, right? Oh, I hate it. I know. But I love it. But I hate you know it. I, mean? but I, I hate it, it. And I love it. I mean, the amount of animal videos I've seen, I just. Still? Oh, having sex? Well, no, I yeah. just love watching animals. And so it's like, ah, oh, it's the best thing. But it's also the worst thing. Ah, oh, right? Right. I hate iPhones, but. <sighs> Anyways. Do you, do you have any questions? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My first question is about how we find people attractive. And I'm not just talking about a romantic sense. I mean, just the people that you're attracted to and drawn to and want in your life. Oh, just yeah. Overall. Okay. Do you think that what makes a person attractive to you? is based on familiarity and being exposed to them more often? Or is it just like based on their appearance or their personality? What makes a person attractive? That's easy. Um, it's not familiarity or attractiveness. It's I'm attracted to people who I feel like have things that I don't like say my faults like or things I don't like about myself or or things like you know I am lacking perhaps in my personality or something. if people have those things that I lack I am drawn to them isn't everyone like that or I don't know I was just asking in a more general sense like mm. why are why are you attracted to certain people but not others what is it based yeah. on and is it pheromones? Because that's possible. I would say that most of it is pheromones. But what about if you never meet the person in real life? Like, you know how people are in love with celebrities and people they don't know at all, like on social media, and they're like attracted to them, but they've never been in the same space. I don't know. I know for me personally, it's 100% that, but... I don't know about other people. I mean, I know like going through something with someone can like draw two people together, obviously, or like a well, common Well, just end. think about how when you get a group of people together, like let's say Gilligan's Island type shit where like a bunch of people are on an island together and they end up making connections no matter who is there like yeah um yeah i like people that make me feel comfortable so like people that i don't that i can just feel be myself around and not feel like scared or something so how yeah. do you know that it yeah that's that, a good question how do you know that you feel comfortable with someone i don't know you can just tell right i don't know 
I know, right? Like, I've never thought about it that much, but it is kind of crazy. Like, you can't really explain it. But you can tell. Like, I know, it, it is weird. That's why I'm wondering if a lot of the stuff that I feel from people is, like, pheromones or something, right? Because you, or body language or, or what, like, I think. Yeah, it's like, it's, I think it's pretty complex. Because, like, you know, when you meet someone and you get a feeling from them right yes. away. Yeah. Or if my senses are just like I'm scanning them and I don't notice, right? Like me, I often think I'm doing that and I subconsciously like I'm like I scan someone or something and their body language, their smell, their looks or I don't know. I don't know. You get I definitely get feelings from people instantly, mm -hmm. but only in person usually or if I guess if I saw a video of them talking and stuff. Yeah, but photographs are hard, right? Like online dating profiles I find difficult yeah but not impossible like i you can tell i can tell by someone's face sometimes but it's not that accurate i guess yeah it helps to read their profile like or hear them talk or something or be in yeah. their presence like if as soon as i'm in someone's presence i get a more accurate read for some reason it's weird but i still like you said i don't even know what it is i don't know yeah and then like some people are attracted to other people but those people don't like them at all so oh, yeah what is that about then it can't be it can't just be pheromones i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah are you thinking like romantically no it could even be just like someone you meet like yeah yeah it doesn't always go both ways it's part of like yeah. you know unrequited love Okay, one more question. Okay. Do you think we will always have crushes? And sub-question, are crushes better when they're not acted on? Ooh, good one. You mean like even when we're 80, are we still going to be like crushing on Dr. Huberman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Huberman. Fuck. Part of me hopes not, you know, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. What was the question? What are crushes? Do you think we will always have crushes and are yeah. crushes better when you don't act on them? Yeah, like are crushes tied to our hormones? Like when we dry up, are we going to still have crushes? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I'd have to ask an older woman. And are crushes fun or are they not fun? But crushes tell. are not crushes are not always sexual yeah i know but so do you like if you're dried crushes? up well i was thinking about this the other day and i'm like sometimes i think i prefer to have a crush rather than a real relationship <laughs> because it's all fantasy which is kind of fun to is just, it though it it can be torture but <laughs> it can also be really exciting because it's kind of like a unrequited love and it's almost like obsessing about something but you're right there's something about it that's it must be in our dna or something but it is pleasant in a way but i will tell you this every crush i've ever met in real life instantly evaporated as soon as like they weren't at all what i had made up no really? one's ever matched my um yeah it's all fantasy i just wonder how much fantasy we lump onto people every day 
I know, probably lots. Yeah, like, are we all just doing that to each other? Do you think that anyone can ever understand another person's feelings? Oh, right, because everybody feels differently. It's like, or sees things differently. Everybody's different. Like, that blue dress, is it gold? Like, 100%, probably not. But 99%. Yeah, because, like, I don't even think... I don't even think when I look at the color red that it looks the same for me as it does for you. Yeah. We just kind of have like a baseline so we can get the gist of something, but I don't think it's possible to ever even know another human being fully. I know. Like sometimes I've thought about that. I'd be like, wow, like no one will ever really no one knows or you know me. except like for I'm gonna you. like you really do die alone with just yourself everyone does just <laughs> like you came in by yourself you had help but you live in in your head yeah so you better and like, people can only know something about you if you tell them yeah and they'll never fully know or understand so what it's like to be you yeah so i i've come to terms with that but it is interesting because i feel like i yeah you always want someone to understand you but it's not gonna happen (laughs) that's why it's important to for you to understand yourself yeah yeah exactly that's probably the meaning of life yeah, I agree with you. That's I. It's also like self-actualization because I, I feel like I would die peacefully if I knew I had like done my best, you know? And it, it just makes it so much more crucial to like yourself because you have to be with you for the rest of your life. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, you spend 24 hours a day. Yeah, so wouldn't it be better to have like a best buddy in your head rather than an enemy? Yeah, totally. And you totally have control over that. It's maybe the only thing you have control over. I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy, especially if you've had a difficult past or been an idiot. But yeah, you do have control over it. Wow, this is such a deep, uplifting conversation 